it's time for some podcast reviews. This is from Charlotte Jones 2. This podcast is absolutely unreal. I'm able to relate to something in every episode. I listen to an episode in my car on my way to university each day and it really changes my mindset for the day and I'm actively seeing myself change and achieve my goals. Just wanted to say hi to you, Lisa, and we're going to be on this podcast one day. Wait and see and thank you. Well, Charlotte, I look forward to seeing you opposite me on the chair, girl. Your mind does not care if what you tell it is good, bad, true, false, healthy, unhealthy, right or wrong. It accepts and acts on your words regardless. Okay, this quote from today's Women of Impact really hits home. With all of us being isolated and quarantined, we are with our thoughts a lot. And so what we tell ourselves and the words we use matter. And so today's guest is here to tell us exactly what methods and tools we can use. She's going to show us, like Superman harnessing power from the sun, how we can use the power of our own minds to gain mental and emotional strength during this time. Now, with over 30 years of expertise in psychotherapy, hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and neuro-linguistic programming, this woman definitely knows a thing or 2,000 about how we take control of our thoughts in order to get the results we are looking for in our lives. Best-selling author of not one, not two, but five books and named Best British Therapist by Men's Health Magazine, as well as voted the most successful therapist on Celebrity Fit Club UK and USA. Yep, her list of accomplishments runs longer than the River Thames. With three decades of treating clients from school teachers to parents to international superstars, CEOs, royalty and Olympic athletes, this woman has gone on to win countless awards, including eight Stevie Awards for groundbreaking rapid transformation therapy, the RTT method. So guys, put the kettle on, grab a spot of tea and your biscuits, Get comfy because this speaker, expert, author, entrepreneur and global phenomenon is about to get real. My fellow homie from the motherland, the great British pioneer, Marissa Peer. Welcome to the show, girl. Thank you. That was quite a welcome. I love the tea and biscuits. (laughs) That was good. I, I tuned into that. What you say and your message is so freaking powerful. Um, There's so many things that I could touch upon, but really, I really want to make it topical for what people are dealing with right now at home. And you talk very eloquently about imprint. And you actually say that the mind is always switched on. It records everything and it never forgets. And the reason why I want to start that there is because right now, we are all making an, an imprint of what the coronavirus means to us, what it means to be a stay at home, what it means to be isolated. And so I want to talk um, through how we how imprint works and how we can actually make sure that the imprinting that we're doing right now is actually for the positive and not for the negative. Yeah, and that's such a good, that's such a great question. And just a little tiny basic understanding of human psychology makes it so much easier because it's very easy to go, I'm suffering and I'm not coping and it's my fault and there's something wrong with you. And you can go, actually, it's my wiring. I'm wired to do this and now I feel okay. For instance, human beings are wired to having tremendous pain to loss. We react three times more to loss than to gain. But loss is subjective and the only way you can cope with being at home for a period of time, and I'm deliberately not saying enforced, lockdown, quarantine, because they're very negative words. The only way you can cope with being at home for a while is to look at, is there anything at all that's good about it? You have to move your mind away from loss to gain. I'm, I'm, I've lost my freedom. 
I might have lost my job. I might have lost my partner because we can't see each other anymore. Or I'm so cooked. I want to lose my partner. They're driving me crazy. So the only way you can cope with anything like this is to move your mind away from loss to gain. Oh, I've got time to watch all these Netflix news. I've got time to go on YouTube and learn a brand new skill. I've got time to cook with my children. I've got time to make healthy food. I always say I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to meditate. I need more time. Well, we've all got more time. And if you use that time wisely, you look back and say, you know what? Wasn't that bad? So your ability to look at a terrible situation and go, could there be one good thing about it? I'm actually doing puzzles with my kids, cooking with my kids. And you have to make yourself look. But if you look for what's good, you will find it. And there are two other things about human psychology that are also playing out as well as the loss. One is human beings need certainty, the certainty that I'm okay, I have a job, I have enough money, I have health, someone loves me. And we don't have certainty because we don't know when this is going to end. You know, you can cope with severe pain if it has an ending. So there is no certainty. When's it going to end? We don't know. But we know one thing. Give yourself certainty. Get up and have a routine. Get dressed. Go downstairs. Go on two hours on my computer. One hour working out. 20 minutes meditating. Then I can have three hours watching Netflix. And then I'm going to make some phone calls. So if you can make your life kind of how it was before, like, you know, I work from home anyway, I film a lot. My life doesn't feel that different. I know I'm very lucky. But you have to give yourself the certainty, you know. And the other thing about humans, and they're very important, is that we don't like change unless we can control the direction of change in our life and make it good. It's why we're scared of aging and we're scared of being sick. But if you didn't fear it, you'd be great. So you have to think, okay, this is a weird change. I can deal with it. And you know what? We have actually been here before. In 9-11, we were told life will never be the same again. In the Gulf War in the UK, they said life will never be the same again. I was here when the AIDS epidemic hit. I think I was 20. And they said life will never be the same again, but it was the same. Back we bounce, and we will come back from this. So give yourself certainty, focus on something good, control the direction of change, and you won't just cope with it well, you'll cope with it phenomenally. But you have to do that. God, I love that so much. Um, I want to go so deep in a lot of things that you just said. So I, where I want to start is like how words matter. Like that is so powerful. Mm. and. People may dismiss the amount of power that that holds. So I have heard you say, for instance, don't talk about this situation right now as being a catastrophe. Like that is so true. And I think that's where we're going wrong with all the news and everything. It's such a fear monger and it is a catastrophe. The world's falling apart. Because people say this is an apocalypse, you know. This is somebody says, they've taken away my freedom. I'm like, what freedom? You have freedom to choose what to eat what to watch, what to wear. You have freedom to choose what to think. Mm -hmm. You have Wi-Fi. You have freedom. Nobody can take your freedom away unless you let them. So when you say, I'm in quarantine, and by the way, we're not in quarantine. That's when you're in hospital. I'm in a lockdown. You're not actually locked down. (laughs) You're allowed to go for a walk, a bike ride. You're allowed to go to the stores, which have food. 
So when you say I'm in quarantine, I'm in lockdown, this is an apocalypse, mm. this is terrifying, this is hell, this is a nightmare, this is a d disaster, this is a pandemic. No, it's not. It's not even isolation. It's a little retreat. Uh, I was about to say, what words can we right now transfer, transform them? So I like the retreat. That's so good. Well, I say at home, I'm at home. I don't say I'm locked mm. in. I'm stuck indoors. I'm trapped. I'm cooped up because the mind really responds to words that are painful because how we survive as people on the planet was anything that caused us pain, we remembered it and avoided it. So once you link pain to it, your mind remembers. Like if you have a boyfriend called Ian who breaks your heart, you'll hate that name for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's just what happens. And so when you use those words, catastrophe, locked in, mm. shut in, cooped up, locked indoors, stuck in the house. You know, stuck doesn't seem like a bad word, but it is bad because it means you can't move forwards. So find something else. I'm in the house. I'm at home. This situation is a challenge. It's not perfect, but it's all right. It's all right. You see, the words okay and all right actually don't make a picture. So you can either make very bland words, it's okay, it's all right. or you could say, actually, some, some of it is good. I'm finding some good stuff in here. A lot of people are saying, you know, I'm connecting with my neighbors. I'm spending more time doing stuff. But the way you feel is down to two things, the pictures you make in your head and the words you construct. And you see, we know it's subjective because if I had a syringe in my hand right now, I was about to put it in my body. If I was having a tattoo, that would be a good image. If I was having, if I had toothache and my dentist was going to give me an injection, it would be a good thing. If I was in immense pain, I'd, I'd want that needle. But if I don't like needles, then it's painful. If I have a lump of meat in my hand, what is that? Well, if I'm a Hindu, it's really offensive. If I'm a vegan, it's disgusting. And if I'm a paleo person, it's like, yay, it's amazing. <laughs> so we don't react to the meat or the needle. <clears throat> we react to what we think about the meat or the needle. It's your beliefs, and that's very, very good news because you can change your belief any time you like. So that can really work for you, or it can make it right. It, it's your choice. I love that. So knowing that it's our choice right now, we've just got so much input coming in, right? There's so much advice out there of what to do. There's a lot of experts talking about how we navigate, whether it's, you know, um, logistically staying at home or just emotionally and things like that with what we're talking about. But like, for instance, let's take the toilet paper situation. I saw that you did a video on toilet paper yeah. and it's like, it's become a thing now, but it's almost become a thing because people are saying it's a thing. So yeah. if you're getting all this input, like you're saying, how do you um, navigate that and make sure that if you have a choice that I am actually choosing what is better and serving me versus what is not serving me? Yeah, and that's such an interesting thing because it's that thing. Okay, if I hoard toilet paper, I feel like I'm in control. If I buy stuff, I feel like I'm in charge of the change going on. I mean, you can't eat toilet paper. That's not going to do you any use at all. But it's that same feeling of I'm out of control. And as humans, we're, we're told a lie. You're happy to the degree that you are in control. Control your weight. People envy you. Go out looking like you've just been steam cleaned with every hair perfect. 
and people think, oh, this is a person who's got control of their life, have a perfect home, perfect kids, a perfect shiny car. But there's no such thing as control. You can't control the weather. You can't control your body because if you could, you'd never get sick. The only thing you can control are your thoughts. Your thoughts control your feelings. Your feelings control your actions, and your actions dictate and control your events. The law of control begins and indeed ends with your thinking. But the hoarding is just a mentality of if I have a garage full of stuff, I'm in control. I've got certainty. I've got gain and not loss. And I'm controlling the direction of change in my life. But certainty is in here. Control is in here. If you control your thinking, you don't need to go around town like a crazy person trying to stockpile toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for, for me, I started to um, get quite panicky about the food situation because I've got such health issues. And then I actually stopped and I was like, but Lisa, what's the worst that can happen? Like, if you have no food and you're stuck in a situation, the unforeseen, right? No one actually knows what's happening. What is that worst case scenario? Okay, well, I may have food that hurts my digestion. Okay, if that's the worst case scenario, can I live with that? Yeah. And so once I started breaking it down like that and kind of identifying the fear and then really go, but what if that happens, then what? It really did help me uh, just come to a like relaxed point where it's like now I don't, I'm not worried. It is what it is. If I'm out of food, I'll figure it out. Um, but I know that it's causing a lot of anxiety in people. It is making them very anxious. But again, what causes anxiety? Your thoughts. Like if you got on a plane and thought, oh, my God, the plane's going to drop out of the sky. That person looks like a terrorist. There's a funny sound going on. Then you'll have a totally different flight to someone who says, wow, they've got my favorite movie on. I just picked up this great book. Oh, I like the food. I'm going to sit here for seven hours and completely chill because everything is down to how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. Your thoughts control your feelings, but you have to take control of your thinking you always have a choice to say I'm trapped. They've taken away my freedom. I'm in hell. But it, it's really down to the way you think. You, your thought, you make your beliefs, but then your beliefs turn right around and make, make you. But then even more weird is the whole world seems to match. If you believe I'm trapped in the house, you've made that belief, but now the belief is making you and you're looking there's so many reasons why you're trapped. You're trapped and you can't get away and the house is too small and the kids are making you crazy. The more you focus on being trapped, the more you feel trapped. Mm. Some years ago, I worked with a client who could not have a CAT scan, literally couldn't get in that machine. And he said, I feel like I'm in a coffin. When, the, when it starts to go towards it, I feel like I'm in my coffin. It's a premonition of my death. And so I, I can't have a cat. And every time I go in it, I completely freak out. And then I have to press the button and come out. And I said, but why don't you say I'm in my bed? I'm in my bed at night. I'm so chilled. This is amazing. And, and he'd been trying to have this cat scan for two months. And then when he did it and all the hospital staff applauded him, they were so proud of me. So I actually cried. He said it was such an achievement. I could get in the scanner. And a few years later, I found myself having a CAT scan at Cedars-Sinai. And it was very interesting because they actually shut you in a room. You're locked up in this room. It's like a whole X-ray machine. 
And I thought, okay, I'm going to play a game here. So when I was in the machine, I started to say, I'm so chilled and I feel like I'm lying at home in my bed with my lovely pillows and I can hear the ducks outside and this is lovely. And then I decided to go, oh, I'm in a coffin. I'm trapped in here. And the minute I did that, the nurse said, Marissa, you're moving. Your whole body is moving. You've got to keep completely still. And so I was playing the game. I'm chilled. I'm in a coffin. I'm free. I'm trapped. And it was fascinating me to see what I did to myself by changing my language. But you see, that's the choice everyone has. You have a genius mind and you have a choice. Rationalize where everything is going wrong and it's all hell and awful. Or talk yourself out of it. This will pass. This situation being at home will pass. Everything will go back to normal. And it might even be better because we've learned to value people who work in hospitals, people who work in stores. We've realized we need other people. We need our neighbors. Yeah. So what do we do right now if we're stuck? Um, I don't want to say stuck. If yeah. we're um, on vacation in our home with people around us who maybe have a super negative mindset. And yeah. so let's say I'm at home right now. I'm listening to you. I'm like, yes, Marissa, that makes so much sense. Hell yeah. And then I stop the video. And then for the next 24 hours, 48 hours, all I have are people around me that are speaking negative and then fueling the anxiety in me again. What can I do then? Well, again, you do have a choice not to let that in. That does become harder when you're with somebody. So yesterday I was doing making an audio for children where they can go into their bloodstream and see the troop, the cell troops fighting viruses and the generals finding the virus, mm -hmm. the troops killing them and the cleanup crew cleaning them up. And I was showing parents that if you can make your children imagine these B cells and T cells and then monocytes was the cleanup crew, you know, people could be saying there's no immunity. Your mind is your immunity. You have an immune system that works better if you imagine it. Deep breathing boosts your immune system. Orgasms massively boost your immune system because your brain thinks you're having an orgasm. You're probably making a kid, I need to keep you well now because you've got to raise this kid. It's not enough to make it. So orgasms massively boost your immune system. I and had no idea. Oh, did, yeah. Did Tom tell you to tell me that? <laughs> so every single day. But the thing is, it's not his orgasm. It's only the right. Men are dispensable in nature. It's the woman that has to stay around to raise the child. So when women orgasm, it powerfully boosts their immune system. So orgasms, deep breathing, exercise, meditate, boost your immune system. But this guy came on, he went, that's so irresponsible. You are irresponsible telling people they can boost their immune system. I said, well, you're irresponsible telling them they can't. You can <laughs> actually can. It, it's a fact. Of course you can boost your immune system. And so it's responsibility means an ability to respond if you are response able you're able to respond you have to respond better make a choice and we all know that because we know that many people take placebo pills and think they're working and we know that when they make a new drug that makes hair grow for instance they have to give a placebo to the people who grow as much hair as the people on the real drug 
And so we already know in our minds that thoughts are real. Every thought you think causes a physical reaction in your body. That's why if you think about sex, especially as a guy, you get a very physical reaction. It's called an erection. When you think about being embarrassed, you blush. When you think about something emotional, your eyes fill up with tears. And that might be an advert on the television where a puppy is rolled up in toilet. You go, oh, I feel so emotional watching that. So we know that thoughts affect our body. We blush, we get tears, we shake, we stutter, we get an erection. We feel completely aroused and turned on to a thought. We think of food, our stomach rumbles. So thoughts create a physical reaction in your body. So when you're living with someone negative, put headphones in, go and sit in the bathroom and run the taps or just decide, I don't have to let this in. It's her belief. It doesn't have to be mine. It's not easy being with people who are super negative, but you can just drown it out. You always have a choice. Yeah. If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business, no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash 
Lisa. Once upon a time, I would have thought everything you were saying was, yeah, it feels a little woo-woo. How can your mind really be that powerful? Oh my God, how wrong I was. And because of my health, I have really just personally noticed the power of the mind. And it was like, okay, well, having a negative mindset that you know, things like this doesn't work, doesn't serve you. So, okay, if I'm trying to serve myself, how do I serve myself? Okay, if I think positively and I am and I'm doing it to serve me, to get me healthy, then give it a shot. And as I started to do it, I really freaking started to notice how it was working. It was like, I, I was identifying myself as a sick person. I was identifying myself as a weak person. I was identifying myself as the person who gets stomach upsets every time I eat, stomach cramps. And then I was like, but I've now, going back to the imprint that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, I started to imprint all these elements into this is who I was. And I was like, this, this can't be good for me. So what if I just give it a shot? Like everything you're saying, what if I just give it a shot? And I really go into it thinking and believing it's going to work. And I did it and it worked. And I really, really, truly believe that the mind is so powerful when it comes to believing the food's going to hurt you, believing that you, you are strong or you are weak, believing you you can do something or believing you can't right that famous phrase if you believe you can you can if you believe you can't you can't it's so true and so everything you're saying right now i want people to listen so closely because if they dismiss you they're not serving the potential of what they can achieve but now i want to actually talk about procrastination because going back to thinking a lot how we can um, right now in this situation I think as humans, we procrastinate in a way. So Mm. now I've heard a lot of people talk about putting their lives on hold until it's over. So talk to me about that and why we're doing it and how we can actually break out of it. Because I truly believe that if we can figure out how to help people break out of this procrastination, they really can use this time to make themselves so much stronger. Um, Mm. So talk to me about how we can actually do that. Procrastination is often a fear of being rejected. You know, I, I, I could write a book now. Hey, I've got all these weeks at home. I could write my online program. I could write a speech. I could go online and, and practice being a comedian. I could do some online courses. But actually, I'm lying on the Soviet potato chips watching every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. What's that all about? It's the fear of being rejected. Our fear of being rejected is so powerful that people write a book and they never send it to a publisher, have an idea and just let someone else have a better idea. And so the way to get by that is to go, okay, I have a fear of rejection. Let me look at that. 500 years ago, you would have died from being rejected. We used to banish people, cast them out, send them into isolation, maroon, difficult sailors we put difficult prisoners into isolation we send our kids to their room religious cults banish you and here we are now all feeling kind of banished and cast out and isolated but we're not and our fear of being rejected because it did kill us once upon a time is so powerful now you could live in your house get your food by amazon and live till you're 105 It doesn't kill you, but it feels like it might. So when you procrastinate, take a minute and go, I could write a book. I could write a program. I could have my own blog. I'm procrastinating because I'm scared of rejection. But if I accept that the only person who can really reject me is me, and I'm not going to do that, then you'll be okay. 
you have to have the bounce back factor. I refuse to allow fear of rejection to stop me doing something. And if you do it, you'll be amazing because we all get rejected. But some people bounce back and say, no, I'm not, you know, when you watch X Factor or American Idol, people get, they come back the next year and then they win. One Direction came third on X Factor. They didn't come first. They become the, they became the most successful boy band in the world. So remember you're procrastinating because of this primal fear of being rejected. It's not real. It's not going to kill you. It could actually make your life a million times better. I'm so glad my first boyfriend dumped me because I wouldn't want to be married to him. I'm so glad I got kicked out of college. I'm glad I got fired from different jobs that weren't the right thing for me. Sometimes rejection can be the best thing that ever happens to you. But you have to stop fearing it and look back to see that. That's what I was going to say, though, because in those moments when it doesn't feel like it, you've taken a dent to your ego, you feel like you've been kicked in the teeth, you've put yourself out there, you've pushed yourself to be vulnerable, and now you get people judging you. How do you make sure that you don't stick to it? Even if you intellectually know, okay, I need to keep going, sometimes the emotion does stop you from taking that next step. It does, but you have to, you see... Remember, the subconscious mind is always switched on and always recording. My mind does not care if what I tell it is good or bad, true or false, useful or useless, healthy or unhealthy. It doesn't care because it doesn't know. So it's my job to go, okay, I do feel a bit scared of rejection, but hey, I'm just going to keep going anyway. Nobody can reject me without my consent, and my consent is not given procrastination is trying to protect you from failing and you have a choice give into it or talk yourself out of it you only ever have two choices talk yourself out of it or rationalize why it's going on well I can't do that what if it's no good what if nobody likes it what if it's amazing and it changes your entire world and Please don't feel people who succeed haven't had failure. They've had so much failure, but they have the bounce back. But what's so amazing is that first it's what you do, but then it becomes who you are and you naturally bounce back into, oh, this is great, this is positive. And I was talking to my daughter in London. I said, you know, darling, we're all in this together. Everyone is going through what you're going through. But you're so lucky you're a painter. And a week later, she said, Mom, I feel so lucky. You know, I'm doing so many paintings at home and I've got more and more paintings. And this club just wants all my paintings. So you've always got to rationalize. Talk yourself out of the bad stuff and into the good stuff. Because we all do that. We talk to ourselves every day. Just do a better job. I mean, you know, as a people who lifts weights, that you lift weight if you go, oh, this is too heavy. Oh, this is painful you have to do it and then what weightlifters do is they lift a weight and then they see themselves lift, lifting a heavier weight i do yoga and in yoga you do a move and then you see yourself doing the move better keep getting your legs straight putting your forehead on your knees as you stand up and bend forward and if you see it you achieve it because your mind reacts to the pictures when you Think a thought, hear a word, or see a picture. Your body immediately goes to work to make 
that picture real. Just hearing the words is causing your body to picture it and manifest it. The problem is it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It does it either way. So you might as well have great thoughts because they'll probably come true. I love that. And as you were talking about your daughter, I was actually wondering if your daughter was really young right now, what language would you use around what is happening right now with us being vacationing in our home? Um, what language would you use? Let's say, for instance, um, she was about to do something and you have a concern for her that yeah. she's going to fall or something in this time. How yeah. do you use language? How do you see some, say something in a positive way, even if you see potential danger on the other side? And that's very true because when she was little, I would never go, you're going to fall. You're going to fall over now. You're going to fall out of that tree. Because I hear parents, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to break your neck. You're going to break your leg. And I'd always go, Phaedra, when you climb a tree, look at your hand. Look at your foot. Look at the branches. When you're riding your bike, keep looking ahead. And in the same way that we put a seatbelt on every time we get in the car, we don't think I'm going to crash. We think it's a protection. When I go to bed at night, I go and I lock all my doors. I don't think someone's going to come in and murder me, but I take sensible precautions. So with children, I'd say, you know how we always put the seatbelt on to be safe? You know how mommy locks the front door to be safe? We got on a plane, we buckle up to be safe. Well, there's some germs in the world right now, and there's a bit too many germs. And so we're all being safe. We're staying at home while the germs die off. Germs live on a surface and they die. They don't live very long. They will die. So we're in our home and grandma's in her home. And we're just leaving those germs outside to die off. And we're in home, at home where there aren't germs. And, and we, we've just made this amazing program for children where they sing this song. They sing this song to the immune system. And one of the lyrics is, my cleanup squad is making antibodies. And every hell, <laughs> my cleanup crew are making myself new. It's so fun because my troops have won. And so we're making this song, this game. We're making this coloring book. We're making this toy. And so with children, they have such a vivid imagination. And if you say the good guys in your body are fighting the germs, fighting the germs, and you're always going to be winning. And so in, in our game, they, they knock the crown off the coronavirus and they wear the crown themselves because they've won. And so with children, it's all about exciting their imagination, draw some pictures you are strong and well. Your body knows that we're just at home for a little while while we let this germ just die out because it's not going to survive. And children are all right, except if you panic. You know, if the first time I took her on an aeroplane, she opened the book, she went, Mummy, we can slide out of the aeroplane. <laughs> because that looked so exciting to her. She didn't know that that was an evacuation plan. And so if they're little enough, excite them. If they're older and they're bored, get them to learn something new, something that will set them up for life. They can learn animation. I mean, at the moment, Harvard and all these schools are giving away free courses. Movie houses are streaming free movies. Book publishers are streaming free books. Libraries are streaming books. But many, many universities, including Yale, I think, and Harvard, my daughter told me this yesterday, and now giving away free online courses. So we always say, oh, I'd love more time. Well, you've got some. Use it wisely. Yeah. And you'll look back and think, you know what? 
this was okay. It was all right. I, I, I learned something new. And we're learning too to connect with people, to make friends, find a neighbor who's alone and at least put a note through their letterbox. You know, there's a great proverb from China and it says, to be happy, you need three things. Someone to love, something to do, somewhere to go. Well, you have someone to love. It might be you. If you're indoors alone, I'm not going to say all by yourself, but if you're indoors alone, take some time to fall in love with yourself. Imagine what the best partner in the world say to you, I love you, you're amazing. Start to say those things to yourself. Something to do, find something to do, somewhere to go. Go inside and do some work on yourself and you'll come out of this better than you went into it. Yeah, God, everything that was so amazing, especially, I want to go back to just um, touch on what you said about the kids and the language used. That was so freaking powerful because I don't have children, but the thing I fear the most is that right now we, we don't mean to, but we are saying words or doing things that is actually going to be hindrance to um, the society and the younger generation um, later on. So the words we are using, like you were saying, right, don't use catastrophe, um, saying that we're little soldiers and, you know, we're staying in and they, they're dying off on the outside, like even just the way you're framing it, I mm. think is so powerful because in a year, two, five, ten years, I do worry that we're going to see that negative knock-on effect. So um, that was just such a great um, strategy and technique of exactly how we can handle that. It's really fun to look at the language you use. You'll say, I'm the size of a house. I've eaten all weekend nonstop. Really? Did you pee? Yeah, I did. Did you eat while you were peeing? No. Did you sleep? <laughs> yes. So you didn't really eat for 48 hours like an out-of-control train wreck, did you? No. But you know when you say that you did, your words form and shape your reality. If you don't like your reality, before you try to change your reality, change the words that are shaping it because that will change your reality. We use the most profound words. It's hell. It's, it's a nightmare. It's a disaster. Which a Netflix froze. That's what you're. That was hell. That was a <laughs> it froze and it was hell. It's just torture, and that's what we do. And you should be saving those powerful words for something good. It's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. Like Muhammad Ali said, "I told myself I was the greatest before I even knew I was." And when I said it, something amazing happened, I became the greatest. I said, nobody can beat me. And what a concept. Tell yourself the greatest before you even know you are. Not only will you believe it, people around you will believe it too. Tell yourself you're lovable. Tell yourself you're enough. Tell yourself you're significant, that you matter, that you've got something incredible to offer the world. And the world will believe it as long as you believe it. Wow. That was fire. Um, what is your superpower, woman? My superpower is really getting people to change their life by changing their thinking, whether they're three years old or 83 years old. My superpower is showing people, you know, you are more powerful than you could even imagine. If we, we could build a building the same size as the human brain, it would take 
for skyscrapers just to house it. We are so powerful. We are powerful beyond belief. And we give that power up. We don't recognize it. But if we did, we'd be unstoppable. So, you know, I always say to people, belief without talent will take you way further than talent without belief. But if you have both, you can have anything you like. So believe in yourself. Don't give that job to anyone else. You do it. But you need to change the energy, not the situation. Your words shape your reality. To change your reality, it really is as simple as changing your words. Make them powerful. Make them exciting. Make them compelling. They must be in the present tense. By the way, make words that make a great picture excite and turn your mind on with words. And it will turn around and excite and turn you on with a great life. Oh my God, I could talk to you for hours. Thank you so, so much. Where can people find all the amazing content that you're putting out and all the amazing stuff that you're doing? So if you go to, I'm so glad I've got an unusual name, Marissa Peer. If you go to Instagram or Facebook or indeed YouTube and put in Marissa Peer, you can find my content. And go to marissapeer.com and you can take, we have about at least seven audios we give away completely free. We All the children's stuff is always going to be free. Take it, use it, and it will change your life. Amazing. We're going to put all the links in the show notes so that, that people have easy access. Guys, 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 oh, God, I hope you love this woman as much as I did. Everything she just said is so spot on, especially for right now. So anything that you guys might be suffering with or dealing with, trust me, take this woman's advice, and it it will benefit your life. So go check her out. Check out all her videos. They are simply amazing. And if you're not following me, follow me at Lisa Billu. And if you're not subscribed, guys, please click that subscribe button and like the video and then share it if it is bringing you guys value. And until next time, be the hero of your own life. Peace out.